Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Behind the Mask, the Green Edition. For the month of March, which is Logistics Sustainability Month, in addition to looking at how people working in logistics are coping during the pandemic, we're going to focus on issues of sustainability and environmental awareness. I'm your host, Rachel Kador, and today we are joined by a guest who has worked with issues of sustainability and logistics in so many ways. He has years and years and years of experience working in logistics with L'Oreal, which is, of course, the world's largest cosmetics company. And he's also the chairman of ALICE, the Alliance for Logistics Innovation through Collaboration in Europe. Francois-Régis Letourneau, welcome to the show. Hello, hello everybody. I'm very happy to be uh, with you today and uh, to share some, uh, some, some insights uh, about uh, Alice and about what we do uh, at L'Oréal. Uh, perhaps uh, some of you knew, uh, already know that time. Uh, not only uh, uh, caring about uh, logistics and supply chain, you know, uh, but in the meantime also, I am uh, I slightly changed my position in the company and I'm in charge of uh, the uh, worldwide deployment and coordination of our new uh, sustainability program at L'Oréal called L'Oréal for the Future. Excellent. We're so grateful to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. So I want to jump right into some of the work you're doing at Alice. And as you know, it's in the genes of Alice to see the solution in coalitions and cooperations in a variety of stakeholders. Can you explain to us a little bit about why that is? Yes, indeed. You, you, you said it uh, uh, during the introduction. Uh, uh, Alice is the Alliance for Logistic Innovation through Cooperation in Europe. And it englobes two major terms, alliance and cooperation. Simply, we all know that supply chain networks and technologies are getting too complex to be simply mastered by one single entity, one single actor of the sector. And on top of that, speed of innovation requests a centralized place where we can exchange, promote and showcase. But fundamentally, we should also all know that no actor of the supply chain sector is big enough, is powerful enough to really decarbonize its activities alone. We need allies that we gain through cooperation, and that explains very well, Alice. Excellent. So, so it really is absolutely fundamental to the to the mm -hmm. to the purpose of Alice, indeed. And in this past year. Did the pandemic have any impact on the involvement of existing or, or new ALICE members in order to do things better or in a different way? Well, I'm very happy to report that ALICE members are not only even more committed than what they were uh, before the pandemic, but also on top that uh, we gained additional members, uh, such as UPS or Unilever, for example, so not the little ones. Uh, and during last year, we also adapted our ways of working and cooperating, as many of us are also in our companies, being more efficient and emitting much less CO2 by uh, traveling less. So I think these are very virtuous new ways of working that we experience every day and that we fine tune also every day, and that these uh, new ways of working will survive to this pandemic and probably stay a standard for a longer time ahead of us. That's a really interesting silver lining to take away from this this past year. And it's good to hear that the membership has not been negatively impacted. It does seem like there's this continued interest in sustainability. 
So one priority undertaking of ALICE is called PII, or the Physical Internet Initiative. Can you explain a little bit what that is and how this might relate to Transporion's efforts to establish the most powerful real-time visibility network? Well, you know, I think to understand well what we do with uh, physical internet, we have to, to catch up a little bit with uh, what's the context behind. So in, in response to the Paris Agreement, more and more government associations and businesses are setting really bold climate targets. Uh, as set out in the European Green Deal, the ambition for Europe is to be the first climate neutral continent in the world by 2050, which is really a, a major stake and, and absolutely enormous as an ambition and challenge. So this will be achieved uh, with a two-step approach, which is designed to reduce carbon emissions by 50%, I know later than 30, 2030s, which is really tomorrow. So as, as I used to say, and as I said, as we launched uh, uh, our uh, roadmap towards uh, uh, zero carbon emissions 2050, uh, we are in high need and pressure to move to a paradigm in which we can do more with less. Our aim, is, our aim is really to avoid waste and use of all types of resources and capabilities efficiently towards sustainability. In parallel to the development of lower and zero tailpipe emission vehicles and low emission energy, it's key to leverage opportunities for increased logistics efficiency. The, we envision large gains and benefits to all stakeholders by doing more with less in the freight and in the transport industry. The existing idle capacity of assets in all modes of transport and storage could be better, have to be better utilized, and flows have to be better managed in a more consolidated way using a combining and combining transport modes and other log logistics assets smartly. We have published in 2019 the roadmap that develops the physical internet concept to support the implementation of the Zero Emissions Logistics 2050, building truly integrated transport systems for sustainable and inefficient logistics. So going into a few details, it's uh, saying that the physical internet builds on the extensive and systemic consolidation of flows and the network of networks concepts. It proposes a full consolidation of logistics flows from independent shippers in logistic networks. We propose to pool resources and assets in open, connected and shared networks, networks capabilities and resources, so they can be used seamlessly by network users and partners by pooling demand and resources to answer that demand. It is expected that the usage of the resources is more than efficient. The physical internet includes transport, storage, and physical handling of operations of load units as containers, web bodies, pallets, boxes, and so on, and any other resources needed for a freight transport and logistics operation. In that sense, there are lots of parallel and similar objectives and means with the initiatives which are built around platforms, of course. Wow. It's it's a new concept, I think, to a lot of us uh, to consider a physical internet. But uh, thank you for explaining it so thoroughly. And, and, and you know, I, I'm truly uh, convinced about the fact that we have to differentiate our actions. 
between uh, our expectations from technologies to bring uh, low emission vehicles on the road and what we have to do in terms of efficiency of the usage of the assets that we have already put in place. That's the sense of physical internet. So it's that combination and, and also what you said underpinning everything, which is the shared sort of networks, the shared platforms. Absolutely. So apart from being the chairman of Alice, you, you also work for L'Oreal. While, uh, so while Transporion and Alice were, were undertaking a hackathon called Transporion for Future, which is supporting the Alice Roadmap for Decarbonization, L'Oreal has also recently published its sustainability commitments for 2030, which is called the L'Oreal for the Future. So can you share a little bit about uh, L'Oreal's view and motivation with us? Well, in fact, you know, it's no longer enough for companies to reduce their environmental impact with objectives that are, uh, I would say, self-set. Uh, at L'Oreal, our commitment is to ensure that our activities are respectful of the planetary boundaries, meaning what the planet can withstand, as defined by environmental science. In order to reconcile our needs with the pres preservation of a resources-limited planet, we are raising the bar and implementing a new sustainable transformation program. Loyal for the Future is in continuity of our previous program that brought fantastic results from 2013 to 2020, but with now a much broader uh, set of commitments that will not just focus on our direct impact. They will also tackle scope one, two, and three, our indirect and extended impact related, for example, to the activity of our suppliers and the impact of the usage phase of our product by our consumers. But uh, L'Oreal for the Future does not only include commitments on climate, on water, on resources and biodiversity, but also on solving major challenges of our world by enabling access to employment for underprivileged communities, supporting major societal causes, and also, it includes funds for vulnerable women, funds for regeneration of natural spaces and circular economy. So the uh, ambition of uh, Loyal for the Future is really to, to address uh, uh, direct impact, indirect impact, but also uh, to help solving uh, societal and, and environmental challenges of our world. And it sounds like a very ambitious and broad initiative, which is exactly what the world needs right now, right? And and you you touched on this in your answer before, but of course, one element is fighting climate change. And since we are in the middle of Logistics Sustainability Month, I hope you can share with us a little bit more about what targets L'Oreal has set here and uh, and how they incorporate supply chain targets. Uh, yes, uh, our climate change objective for 2030 is, of course, to align our greenhouse gas emissions to the one plus 1.5 degrees Celsius scenario. This based on the science-based targets, of course. And our aim is to reduce globally, in absolute terms, our carbon emissions by 25% towards 2030. And, for example, this means for transportation uh, that we will reduce by 50% per finished product are uh, all our greenhouse gas emissions more broadly. To achieve this goal, we have set numerous targets for every aspect of our activities to include not only our production and distribution facilities, 
but also the raw material supply chain and the impacts associated with the use of our products in their, uh, by the final uh, consumers. We have committed to achieve carbon neutrality in all of our sites by 25, 2025 by improving energy efficiency and using 100% renewable energies. By 2030, we'll innovate to enable our consumers to reduce the greenhouse gas emissions resulting from the use uh, of our products by 25% compared to 2016. This on average and per, per finished product. As already said, by 2030, we will reduce by 50% on average per finished product the greenhouse gas emissions linked to transport of our products compared this time to 2016. And by 2030, our strategic suppliers will reduce their direct emissions, scope one and two, by 50% in absolute terms compared to 2016. If we focus on our supply chains, this means to develop a clear adapted roadmap focused on long haul transportation and urban logistics, embarking our ecosystems of uh, transportation companies and also broader allies. This means also reducing waste and especially banning single use of plastics uh, uh, in our logistics operation. And finally, also developing access to employment for underprivileged communities in our operations, you know, for packing, co-packing, reverse logistics, site maintenance, and so on, which are, as you know, uh, labor-intensive activities are, as generally, uh, supply chain are labor-intensive activities where we can really act on social inclusion uh, uh, in, in the ecosystems of our uh, acti uh, activities, you know, in the proximity of our logistic sites. At the end, you see that uh, sustainability program addresses all functions in the company and commits to tangible, measurable results for the people and for the planet. I think it's so wonderful that the that the goals you've set include, like you, as you said, people and planet, because of course that's the motivating factor behind all of these sustainability initiatives. It has to work for the people, and uh, it needs to be grounded in in that resource. So, Francois Vagis, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been absolutely wonderful to hear from you, and thank you so much for sharing all of these incredible details into Alice and to L'Oreal. It was my pleasure. Thank you very much. And thank everyone listening. We'll be back next week with more Behind the Mask. <laughs>